was here again. Me and him did a roundtable, something different this past Sunday. So if you missed out, you didn't have opportunity to see it, we ask you to tune in, check the Facebook site or our uh, Faith Life site, and you can uh, see that video, that service uh, from last Sunday. Well, Pastor Bruce, welcome back here tonight. And um, as I said before, we're glad to have you back. It was a pleasure uh, last Wednesday and this past Sunday, and I know God has more in store for the people. So tell us what the topic, I guess we're going to continue on, but can you elaborate more? Well, we're going to continue on, but learning to set your mind. Um, We we started out last week, we talked about how people have this uh, sometimes negative mindset and where it comes from, Uh and we know that... uh, Without a mind, you can't serve God. Yes, sir. So your mind has to be set in the right perspective in order to comprehend what the Word of God is saying and also allow the Holy Spirit to minister the Word of God to you in the, in the proper contents. So um, I, last week I mentioned something about cognitive behavior. Uh-huh. Cognitive behavior. That's something that I'm learning. I'm learning uh, these classes I'm taking. And... Um, but I already had was studying about the feelings and emotions and things of that nature. We talked yes. about that last week. Uh-huh. How that from your in your spirit, soul, and body, uh, part of your soul was your emotions. Yes, and that's the foundation for where your mind learns to uh, comprehend things, take on things. So anything emotion that you feel emotionally, you uh, you store, you store those things in your mind, and your mind tends to. Uh, create this attitude based on your journey to where you are. Mm-hmm. Basically, your atmosphere that you was raised in. Okay. We, remember we talked about that? Yes. You uh-huh. know, if you was raised in a negative atmosphere, then you come out with a negative mindset. Mm-hmm. If you're raised in a real strict atmosphere, you could be negative, but you, might, you, you wouldn't be cynical mm-hmm. in a sense. Yes. You know? So, this cognitive mode uh, model that I'm showing you here on the paper, it talks about there has to be a certain situation or an event. Uh-huh, a okay. A certain situation and event. And that, that certain situation and event, what it does, it gives you an automatic thought. Mm-hmm. And that automatic thought comes from your behavior based on your emotional response to your journey from, from. your adolescent years to now. So if nobody never corrects you for cursing, if you was a curse a cusser back in the day, yes, and nobody never corrected you, just cursed all the time, then you would cuss and think nothing of Love it. it. Yes, but if you. you was around somebody who had uh, res- uh, didn't curse or re- or didn't would uh, had high moral standard for thinking, tried to think of good things to say, that would offend them. Mm-hmm. But yes. the person that's cursing doesn't feel that that's offensive. They don't see it as a problem. They don't see it as a problem. So, mm. so that, all, that event creates an automatic thought. Everybody has it. Any situation they, they encounter in or they encounter, they have an automatic thought to that. But everybody's automatic thought don't all, always give them the same emotional response. response. Just like we talked about the dog. Remember we talked uh-huh. about the dog yes. before it came on, on, on air? Uh, if you were, like I told you, I was bit by a dog no. when I was younger. Uh-huh. So you say, oh, you're scared of puppies. No, I'm not scared of puppies. <laughs> but certain dogs I'm cautious about because I was bit by a dog. Yes. And when I see that certain dog, 
that automatic thought comes in my mind, I was bit by that, that type of dog, and I have an emotional response. response. And then from that emotional response, I have a psychological situation inside, inside of me, of you. a sensation, a psychological sensation. So how do we get past those type of situations? Because these are some of the things that are keeping a lot of us from growing into being who God has called us to be because we haven't overcome we haven't overcome those past things from when we were young, so we really don't understand our full purpose because we haven't experienced some things because of fear of, of based off of those situations that happened to us while we were young. And we, and we talked about you must uh, have a relationship with God. Okay. There has to be a relationship with God because what changed your negative emotions and your negative thinking pattern is designed to, is the word of God. It's designed to do that. Now you can practice not doing it, mm-hmm. but but will it will that practice uh, deliver you from the negative emotions, emotions every time you get to that situation? You can practice of not cursing, mm-hmm. you know. But you but people who practice not cursing sometimes they slip mm-hmm. because there has not been no transformation on, on the, the inner inside. Man. Gotcha. That's what the word of God does. It's a transformation in, on, in, uh, to the inner man. Now, our scripture we used last week was uh, Isaiah 26 and 3. And it says, thy, thy will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusted in thee. Mm-hmm. Remember, we talked about the mind has to be stayed on Christ or on, on God, on the word of God. And that's, it's a, progressive, consistent journey to full deliverance. Yes. So you're set free, but then there has to be a deliverance through the journey and process of keeping your mind focusing on God. I think we have a question. Okay. Yeah, I was, t- I was tuned in last week, uh, and I think one of my comments I made, um, I think you mentioned about it, Rob, was, uh, you know, me being in the military, there are certain things that trigger off my response is, is like, for example, fireworks is one of the things. I hear that it brings back a lot of memories from when I was in the service, but I've learned how to overcome them. How, how can you explain to somebody out there that has been in that situation how they can overcome? Because um, they're all different situations right. as far as PTSD is concerned. Exactly. Well, you know, because that was a, tra- a traumatic situation that you was in, the war and the bombs, all the things going on, you learn to overcome it by recognizing that you're going through this situation through the word of God. You, you, you transform your mindset, you transform, you came into Christ and you, you grew up in the, in, in the Lord. Even though you still has a, have a remembrance of it, but you don't have an emotional down, depressing, uh, doubtful, mm-hmm. fearful uh, reaction to what you're thinking. But do you have that? You don't go through that no more. Forward, right? It, you know, well, yeah, they, the triggers are there. What we, what, uh, what happens in a lot of situations is that the behavior or the response it's is different. Gone, is different. Gotcha. Yes. So you recognize now that those that that bothers you or it creates an emotional response. So now, in order for you not to have that response anymore, you put headphones on. Right. So it doesn't it doesn't affect you in that manner. And that goes to 
us being able to recognize those weaknesses in us. Exactly. And if we don't recognize them, we can't do anything about them. And if you do recognize them, are you, are, do they take it to a fearful place not to do something about it? Because some mm. people, you, they recognize them, but they're afraid to do anything about it or do, do not know how to do anything about it. Look at Psalms 1. Remember we talked about Psalms 1? Uh-huh. Psalms 1 said, Blessed is the man that walk not in the counsel of the ungodly. Godly. Now, that, that word blessed is happy. happy. You're more happier not being around people that are talking ungodly stuff when you're trying to get delivered from ungodly attitudes. Right. It's a blessing not to be around that because even being around them, they counsel you unconsciously. Yes. And that unconscious uh, counsel is going straight to your negative background emotion so 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 speaking to i'm a young christian and i'm I'm coming into getting into my relationship with god so for me and 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 that step it's best for me to avoid those type of situations that i haven't overcome yet exactly you know not not saying that i'm shunning people away or i'm feeling i'm better than them but I need to I need to distance myself because if I don't stay away, I will become I would start becoming of my old self. Look, more look, the more, the more you're around them, the harder it is. You have to. That's why you should connect yourself to a church, godly people that will help you and understand your situation, and have and be more. Uh, merciful and kind to you when you're going through this situation because people who don't understand this what they do is they tend to criticize you or or make you feel isolated Isolated. yeah you know and it's a hurtful thing when you're trying to grow out of that mess into the blessings of god so so i believe family what he's saying to us is that we have to be okay with letting go of some of those old things and I can relate to that because I knew when I came home I couldn't continue to be in the same environment that I was in because that's all I ever knew and if I wanted to change and make a difference in my life I had to distance myself not that I didn't care or have love for the people who who were there Mm -hmm. it was that I had to do it for me and my family if I wanted to be there and be the person that God wanted me to be we all had to we all had to take that course. Mm-hmm. All of us had to take that course to get away from that worldly, uh, negative atmosphere and get around more spiritual and and, and more spiritual-minded people. Look what uh, the uh, second part of uh, this. It says, Psalms 1 says, Blessed the man that walk not in the council ungodly, nor stand in the way of sinners. You had to get away from those that were actually committing sin and you were, you were trying to... Uh, Relieve yourself from that atmosphere and not commit sin. You want to be, you want to honor God because you accepted Christ, mm-hmm. and you want to do what God asks you to do. But you can't stand in, in the way of sinners. Um, you know they doing wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, uh, Boo Boo and them guys stole that lady's pocketbook, and mm-hmm. it, it, the, the code of the street is we don't rat. Uh-huh. Stitches, stitches, stitches. Right. So, so, so you got to get away from them. Let, let me say this, and I know we have a because question. Because that attitude will counsel you. I know we have a question. However, for me, this was even prior to me accepting 
Christ as my Lord and Savior. We talked about it, it was a mindset shift that I wanted something different, you know, and I knew God was speaking to me, but I didn't know God yeah. to the extent that I knew him, that I know him now. I didn't know that that was the Holy Spirit unctioning yeah. me to do these things. Titus 2 and 11, for the grace of God to bring salvation has appeared to all men. The Holy Spirit was tugging on you. That's why you had the courage mm-hmm. and the fortitude to step away from them. So, so, family, this is what we're saying to you. This is what you're hearing right now. If, if, if that spirit is tugging on you. It's real. It's real. That's the yes. Holy Spirit. If you don't know that's what God. it is, we want to let you know that's God pulling on you, telling you that you have to do something different because the reason why, he got something better for yes. you. Yes. You might not know it now. You might not understand it now. But if you begin to trust and be obedient to what he's telling you to do, you'll be a reflection of it. You'll start seeing it manifest in your life. And it's not an overnight thing. <clears throat> Amen. You, know, it does, you, you might not get no goosebumps. You might not hear those I no, didn't. No, no angels floating in the air. But mm-hmm. you know that deep down inside there's a tug on your spirit and, and calling you, pull, pulling you towards him. Let's get this question. I, I, I have something I want to add to that. Well, I have, a, I have a comment and a question. I do agree that when you do come to, to God, you have to let go. I, I know I had to let go of a lot of friends that were not in the same respect that I was. But being that being said, I have a couple friends that want what I want. And they see the changes in me and they say, hey, wh- how can we do this? How can we change? And I explain it to them. But for somebody out there that uh, is just starting to get to not, they're starting to get that uh, spirit, mm-hmm. but they still don't fully understand, how do we keep them from slipping back you know, to those you, old habits? Okay. Can I, that's a great question because that tags into what I wanted to say to you. For me, me not knowing during that time that it was God tugging on my heart, what he placed in me during that time was if I love, if I say I really love the people who, who love me, mm-hmm. I'm going to do things that's going to, that's not going to hurt them. So that, that's what pulled me away from doing some of the things because I knew if I was continuing to do the things that I was doing, it's going to hurt the people I love. It might not affect me as much, but the people who I say I love is being affected by it. So that's what pushed me even more right. prior to me knowing that it was God tugging on me and telling me to go a different way. I put my family and the people who I love first before myself. So when you messed up uh-huh. and you're trying to get, get it right, your conscience brings conviction. Yes. And after a while, you get tired of feeling convicted. You know, you're trying to do right, you want to do right, and then you mess up and you start feeling convicted. You know, yes. at a time, sometimes along that journey, it starts, the conviction goes away because the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit starts to give you a, a peace and a comfort that you're doing all you know to do Everything starts to mellow out to a sense where you start to feel secure in Christ. You know that God's with you. You listen to the Holy Spirit. You're around some people that's ministering to you. You're around a church that love you. You're around people that's just encouraging you. And you start to walk upright. You start feeling good. And that's what they see, Pastor Stedman. They start to see that a change in you. Amen. Everybody, I mean, they seen a change in me. They, didn't, they couldn't believe that. They, they, they were looking at 
first they seen the old man. First, when you show up, they're going to say, that's him. Mm-hmm. But when you start to speak, you don't even sound like the old you. Yes. Yes. We got a question. Got a question. And that's important what she said, (laughs) that hope is instant, but the change don't manifest itself Mm. right away. And that's where the faith comes in that. That's where the trust, that's where that trust in, in, in that Holy Spirit that's speaking to you. And I believe even for me, in, in that transition, there were some questions because I was walking in unknown territory. I was walking in a place that I'd never been before. Right. And mind you, I didn't have the relationships that I have now mm-hmm. with men and women of God, you know. And at that, I didn't even know the word that well. So it was more that conviction yeah. that kept propelling me to, to stay on that right path because I didn't not only want to, I didn't want to let the people who I love down. I didn't have the relationship with God, so it wasn't about letting God down right. because I didn't have that relationship then, you know. But it was more of my family, mm-hmm. how, they would, how they would be affected by me making these bad choices, mm-hmm. you know. And that's what propelled me even more. And I began to trust more and more because God began to reveal itself more and more. And I seen new victories after victory. It's amazing how uh, God knows exactly what will propel you mm-hmm. towards him. Hallelujah. He will use, he use your desire to not offend or displease your family. Yes. He, he opened your, it could, it's like open your eyes of, of your understanding that you may comprehend what God wants you to do. <laughs> he opens you up to see things clearly when you come to him. Yes. What, what, what we used to criticize, now we have compassion for. You know what I mean? What yes. we used to uh, laugh at, now we humble ourselves too. You know what I mean? Somebody, somebody slip and fall, you would crack up. But now you're concerned that did they hurt themselves. Are they okay? All because mm. like uh, Sister Debbie said, that hope is instant. instant. Mm. And, that, and that hope brings uh, a, a newness of, of an inner person, a new you, you know. And that makes you hopeful to even want more from God, you know. And then the word starts revealing itself. Yes. The word starts to come alive. Because the word you read you read two years ago, now you get another revelation on it. Oh, man. The Holy you Spirit know, has opened it up even more to you. I, I, I shared that with the kids today during, during Bible. We, we were talking about that, and I was just sharing with them the things that you read now in the word that you might not understand fully where they, where they were able to give some explanations about something they read. Mm-hmm. I said, but next year, yes. that revelation is going to be new. It's going to be even bigger and broader because your maturity level has grown, and so will your understanding grow. See, the word, the word was never designed as a book to read through. <laughs> it's a book to journey in. That's it. Wow. You journey in it. 
Absolutely. Wow. Each season brings new revelations. You can read this, you can read one scripture now, and as you get older, that same scripture will bring more, bring new revelation, new light for the season that you're in. That's what the Word of God does. Us design this. This this is this is new each day, each day. Yes, sir, my brother. And, and I, I agree with you on that point because every time I read the Bible, I read a different story. Maybe go back next year. Yes. It's totally a different meaning from yes. what I thought it was the year before. But right now, I'm reading a book called Refresh Your Faith, and he said something about faith, and, mm-hmm. and I've been reading it. And um, there's there's a part in here that comes from Hosea 10:12, which we were talking about before. It's called Sowing Stones and Reaping Rocks. Hmm. And what it says is sowing, sowing, say it again. Sowing, sowing seeds and reaping rocks. <laughs> Okay. It says, sow righteousness for yourselves, reap the fruit of unfailing love, and break up your unplowed ground. For it is time to seek the Lord until he comes and showers his righteousness on you. Mm-hmm. And what you're exactly saying is that it's not going to happen overnight, but when that time comes and he, yes. you know, it, it snaps in and you just, you, you start just reaping the, the yeah, rewards. You start reaping the rewards. Listen to uh, Colossians one thirteen says, who have delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Hmm. That, trans- that translation into the kingdom of Jesus Christ, that's the hope. That's the faith. Yes. That's where we should be. That's where purpose is. When we talk about Sunday, yes. you, we, we all have roles, but there is a divine, godly purpose, purpose. for all of us. I never knew that this would be my purpose in life. I never knew when I was in high school that it would be my purpose in life to be a, a, a Christian counselor. I didn't know that. I was looking for counsel myself. Amen. I had hurts and pains and, and, and damaged emotions. But when I started studying the word of God, it brought me into a new purpose for living. And, and, and you know, j- just speaking on that, as I was doing Bible, and I said this today, I'll tell you, God, the Holy Spirit is awesome. Because I was sharing with the kids today that what I'm doing to, to during that time, I never thought I would be doing. Right. I know I made a promise that if I had that opportunity, I would speak into other men and women's lives, young men and women's lives, to, so they don't have to go through what I went through to know who he is, you know, and at that time, I really didn't know who he was, you know, to the full extent, but to be there now mm-hmm. teaching Bible, yes. teaching scripture yes. to, to that generation who, who, who was younger than me, it, it just, it gave revelation to, to what I prayed about and what I asked for and now I'm doing and I never thought I'd be able to do it from where the position I was in way back then. No, that's darkness. You can't see in the dark unless God hey, shines a light. Man. You know, no, none of us could see in the dark. You know, even in your darkest time, crisis show up. Hmm. Even in your worst place, God will God will show up, you know. So, but you just have to reach out and 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 hope for the best, you know. And don't give up. That's the thing. Don't give up. So here in, in Romans eight five it says, yes. "For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on things 
of the flesh, but those who live according to the spirit set their minds on things of the spirit. And this is what we're talking about now, family. When I was in the world, I set my minds on things that was of the flesh and of the world. But now I'm living for Christ and I'm setting and trusting the spirit man that's within me, even when I don't understand because he haven't let me down. But what I know is my flesh and the world has continually let me down. But God has never let me down at no time. And if you reflect on your own life, your own life, you will be able to see that you have let yourself down, but God has never let you down. Yes, sir. You know, I, I compare something that you just said to, to something. If you're in your own house and it's dark at night, but you know where everything is, right? You don't have to worry about turning the light on. You know where something is. You're walking in God's light. But when you go into a place you're unfamiliar and it's dark, it stays dark. <laughs> and, 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 and you don't know where everything is. So if we stick to looking at that light and not fall back, on our present issues because you know the devil knows what they are and yes, he's going he to continue to pry at you to try to get you to come back especially for us that we're, we're at our end of faith mm-hmm. so for the young people out there how do we communicate to them to not to fall back if they're moving two steps forward and they're going four steps back how do we bring them to where mostly we are now you know, it's, you know, it's, everybody has an opportunity. All we can do is present it. You can't make a person change their mind. You can present the gospel. You can present love. You can't beat people up. You know, too many times the church has made people feel worse than what they are because they talk about their, their sin or the wrong that they're doing. Um, they know they're doing wrong. I knew I was doing wrong. I don't want to hear you tell me about what I was doing wrong. I want to hear something that will get me out of what, what I was doing. Amen. And, when, and when, when, I, when, the, when the gospel, when this was presented to me, the first time I heard the, the lesson on spirit, soul, and body. Mm-hmm. See, I grew up in the old church when you heard sermons. You heard a sermon and you glean from the sermon a lesson that would inspire you to live for God. It wasn't during a time where the word was prevalent. Mm-hmm. But I, I grew up during that time of just sermons. But when I heard the teaching, somebody teaching the word of God, yeah. when I heard them teaching the Bible, I started laughing. I was in a congregation. I said, I can't believe what you're saying. The, the guy was, he was telling me that he was teaching that I had a, a soul in me and I, it was my responsibility to transform my soul into what God wanted me to be. I thought my spirit and my soul were the same thing. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And I was feeling bad. I thought that was my, a bad spirit. No, that was my emotions. emotions. That was my emotional damage. When, when I learned about the soul and understood that I had to practice reciting the word of God and learn to believe what I was saying, and then start walking in what I was saying, then the transformation took Beginning. place. Mm. So it's, it's, a, it's a time, it's a, it's a study. You know, you don't, you don't, 
you don't just pick up this word Bible and say a scripture and then hope it does something to you because you're thinking on it. You have to think on it, meditate on it, act on it, and walk in it. So, so from your I am statements, mm-hmm. it talks about delivered from the power of darkness. Colossians. And it goes to Colossians 1.13. And it says, he has delivered us from the power of darkness mm-hmm. and conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love. And this kingdom is godly principles. Uh, every kingdom, every every kingdom has laws, a mm-hmm. government, statutes, principles that you have to obey. Yes, and it takes time to trans translate from one kingdom to the other of kingdom. kingdom. Mm. You you tra- spiritually it happens soon you confess Christ, but learn to walk in the kingdom of God is an everyday daily walk. Yes, you you ha- listen. You can't wake up saying it's a bad day. I don't care if it's raining, snowing, or, you know, you got to say, God, thank you for this day. Yes. I'm going to be all I can be for Christ in this day. I'm going to do, I'm going to treat everybody with love and kindness. Even my enemies. It's talking about even loving your enemies. enemies. That's even right. Even my enemies. One of, the, one of the most powerful things that we can do is we can forgive our enemies. Yes. Let them go. Because as long as they become an enemy, they become an enemy in you. Um, They're an enemy in you. And that enemy in you is keeping you from applying the kingdom principles. Yes. We got a question. I wanted to um, say something in regards to what Pastor Stedman was saying about how do you, how do you reach people and keep them going forward. Speaking from my own experience, the one word that the Holy Spirit dropped on me 20 years ago when I was in a mess um, was the word value. I didn't know how value, he basically told me that I am worth so much more than this, but yes. until I started coming to church and having a pastor, Pastor Ray was a teaching pastor, as is Pastor Rob and Pastor Bruce, teaching me where my value comes from and learning by reading the Word how valuable I am. I'm not any more valuable than anybody else, but I'm not less than either. And that's I think right. That's um, a difficult <clears throat> thing to get across to people today when you when people are being bombarded with. The cares of this world. Right. And, <laughs> and advertisements, you get this, you'll do better. And, you know, <laughs> you're already the best that can be. Amen. You know, Amen. You know and, and that's one of the things that the Holy Spirit reveals, that you're valuable. That, you, that you're worth something to God. You're valuable to God's plan and purpose for his kingdom. Um, it's such a, it's such a, you know, I call damage emotions the debt collector. Hmm. When you've been hurt over the years, you've been in a negative environment for year after year, you're around negative people, your, your emotions are so damaged that your emotions want compensation for the way it feels. It wants somebody, it, it wants somebody to pay for the way you've been feeling. Somebody got to pay for this. You're not going to treat me this way and I don't get no revenge. revenge. You, you, you're not going to... Uh, I'm not going to feel bad and not 
displayed at someplace else. So that goes back to what you were saying as far as some things from your past, even how you were raised, because if you was raised in an environment where it was about get backs mm -hmm. and, 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 and not loving on your neighbor and all those things, that becomes who you are. And it, it, in order for you to change, it has to be a renewing of your mind, you know, in order for us to, to begin to look at things differently and to do things differently. Exactly. And, and that's, that's the important part. And a big part of that is knowing who you are. You know, and if you have an identity crisis, and that's what most of us have. I know I had that. I didn't know who I was, and I thought if I didn't have my dad in my life and I had different situations going on in my life, I wasn't good enough. I couldn't be used. But we forget we serve a God who, who created everything and created us, and he created everything with a purpose, and the purpose was for us. You know, uh, that, that excuse, we all use it. My dad's not there. Mm -hmm. uh, they don't like me, I'm too big, too fat, too black, too white, whatever, you know, uh, uh, I don't have long hair, you know, whatever, you know, the, the devil will always give you a bona fide excuse, and he will give you a bona fide excuse with a story. To stay in your mess. Yeah, and look, look, he'll give you a bona fide excuse with a story, and he wants you to rehearse the, the story. Now, the story is a lie. It's yes. not the truth. Because, yeah, he's a liar and a deceiver. The story's a lie. But he wants you to rehearse the lie so that, that, so that you can uh, miss the opportunity of choice. There you go. See, well, you miss the opportunity of choice to choose God. Mm. And then your choice is to listen to the lie. Then you continue to hold on to your damaged emotions. emotions. You know what I mean? So, long, see, he can't affect you spiritually. Yes. But he has a right to inflict your mind with the opportunity to, to miss the, your choice of choosing God with the lies. So he has the power of the airways, and if you yes. allow him in, like, he's like, going to damage your emotions. Yeah, he's going to damage That's his whole thing. That's, hmm. why, that's why Psalms 1 says you got to get away from sinners. You, gotta, you, you can't stay in the way of the sinners. You can't be around ungodly people that counsel you. And you can't sit and scorn people. You so, can't sit and dog people so, down. So, so, so let me, let me, let me, because this, this is a question that, that, that young Christians may have or young believers may have because Jesus sat down among sinners. He sat down, and that was the thing he was criticized for. Now, what I believe, well, what I, what I understand is Jesus he already defeated that. Right. He was already overcome of that. So, so, so he didn't have to worry about that. Right. So you can't sit amongst those things if you haven't overcome them. And then the enemy can use those as barriers to keep you where you're at. You know, you said it. You said Jesus sit amongst sinners. There was only sinners for the ones that was called them sinners. But Jesus never called them sinners. Amen. He, he, he said amongst God's people, to Ooh. him, they were fruit. That was a revelation kingdom. for me. They were fruit for the kingdom. He didn't look at them as sinners. Mm. No, he didn't, he didn't look at us. He looked Thank at us as delivered, set free, and whole and complete, unique in God. But they just didn't recognize it themselves no. yet. He, his job was to show them who mm. they are. His job was to reveal truth to the inner man. So, so, so... 
And now we now I know we have a question. Yeah. So we have to be careful yes. of labeling. Yes, my brother. Of putting a stigma on yes. people. God's people, family. Yes. That's what he's telling us. We have to be careful. Us in the kingdom who know God, who have a relationship with God, judging other people. Can you imagine when you criticize somebody mm. for their fault, how damaged they already are, and then you add to that damaged emotions? They're already hurting, and then they come to you, and then you label them? Can you imagine when they go away feeling that they have been labeled again by someone who... who you know, that's supposed to love them. Yes. What you think? No, let's, no, let's, no. Let's go to the question. I work in an environment with people that um, no matter how kind you are and all the things that you're doing for them, mm-hmm. that they don't recognize that. They'll curse at you. And talking about, they wanting, like what you said, people usually want somebody to pay for what they're going through. Yes. And I could see where I'm at. Because no matter what you do, no matter what you say, no matter how kind you are, they still want pay by cursing yes. or whatever at you. You know Can you enlighten a little bit? I mean, I understand that, you know, things are taken away from them and they're in a situation where they right. can get out. There you go. I answered my own question. Yes, you did. So it goes back to what you said. The yes. mind. The mind. The mind. Yes. They, 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 they are like children yes. all over again. Yes. So their mind state is not there. Now, from being someone who was able to take care of themselves, function in full capacity, now they can't. Now they have to be dependent on someone or else. Somebody like you. And, and all those things. Yes. So you're in the right place oh because you're giving them what God would give them. God love give them. Yes. and kindness. Yes. So in spite of how they may treat you, you treat them as God will treat them. And even if they don't honor you, God, God is honoring you. you. Yep. Because God is honoring you. We said it. Without a mind, you can't serve God. And when somebody has gone through dementia or Alzheimer's or, or, they are, or they've been traumatized emotionally to the point where they don't have a mind anymore. We, we, we do find care for them. Mm-hmm. But praise God, people like Minister Doreen is, is there to nurture Nurts. and to help them that they will be comfortable, you know, because those places do get a bad name because of the employees. Mm-hmm. Some people are, can't handle it. They, fight, they look for a job, and they're in an environment where they can't handle that type of stress. Where they're supposed to be there for care and yeah. they just there for a job. For a it's job. just work yes. for them. It's and, and, and it's a ministry, yeah. honestly, because yeah. you have to care, care. for people. Yes. That's, it's rehabilitation care. Yes. Senior care. That's Senior the care. key word, there care. You, you know, and you said something so important, Pastor Bruce, and I tell you, it never dawned on me and that was a revelation for me. Jesus never called anyone sinners it was man who created that dialogue and and created that word because god 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 said we we were in sin but he didn't say we are sin you know and he died for our sins 
you know, and that's why it's so important for us, instead of beating people down, I'm challenging my kids now to come with me and tell me something that they did throughout the day or throughout the weekend that edified someone Mm -hmm. or that someone edified them where they spoke something good into their lives or or they did that to someone else. You know what you should do, uh, Pastor Rob? Make a chart. Uh Uh-huh. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, and have uh, five blocks, and let them write in each block what they, how did they edify somebody? What words did they use to inspire somebody? So that, so that they can have a a, a trail mm-hmm. growing up. You know what I mean? They can yes. look back. You know, they said, well, you know, you you spoke good stuff when they going through some hard times. Yes, you spoke sir. some good stuff to Mister and the, and the. The man in your neighborhood, you when you helped him out, you know, uh, to just to inspire them and give them reminders, yes, even for to remind themselves yep. of that same inspiration yep. that they gave out, they can receive back. I do that in the counseling, in the counseling class, amen. Yes, you know, my, my message this past week that I did on um, my Facebook page was about how we disarm or defeat the devil is once two simple words, God's word. Every time that Jesus was tempted, he quoted scripture and broke the devil right down. Mm-hmm. And that's something that as we grow with the Lord, we learn to how to overcome by using things that we've heard from the word. God's decree. Yeah, God's that's his decree. decree. That's that's kingdom. That's, that's his, kingdom law. Yeah, that's his core belief. Yes, that's sir. That's his core thought. That's his automatic thought. You know, and, and you, we all get there. The more we walk in the Word of God, the more we get an automatic thought to think about what God would do or what, what Scripture would, would be uh, be good for that situation. You know. Amen. Amen. So here you talked about. In those I am statements. And one thing, I, one thing the Holy Spirit spoke to me about some time ago, and it was a revelation to me, it was about putting my name yeah. in, in the positions of David, Moses, because God wants us to recognize he wasn't just speaking to them at those times. He was speaking to each and every one of us. Mm-hmm. So that's why these I am statements is so important. Here at the top of one, of, it says, I am Doing all things, God, that called me to do through Christ. Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You know, so when we put I am in that, you can do all things all through things. Christ who strengthens you. All things. I know that in myself, I wouldn't be in this position. But through Christ, through his grace and his mercy and his divine wisdom... I'm able to sit before you and share God's word. I'm able to do the things in my family, in my household, with with extended friends and family beyond my own understanding because the revelation that Christ has revealed inside of me, the more I got to know who God is in my life. You know, um, doesn't matter what you're going through. God will strengthen you. Amen. Christ will strengthen you. You have to believe it, and then you have to put the work in. Mm. You know, if looking for a job, you can pray for a job and trust God and then get up and go. You may not get the first one. You may not get the 15th one. 
but keep going. going. That's the key. God will give you the strength to keep going. And if you trust God, he will keep you hopeful that you're going to get it. And he going to... And you won't have to worry about the needs because he's going to supply All your needs. needs even in the, process. in the process. And that's the key. That's the key. You know, and, and, and listen, listen, don't use God as a piggy bank. <laughs> no, be honest. Some things that we hold on to, we don't need. Mm. We, we, we really, it's not a need. It's part of our greed to want. We yes. want that thing. We can become greedy and we want it. You know what I mean? So, so sometimes you got to you gotta be frugal until you're able to, for God to bless you. You know what I mean? So get in position where God can open the doors and bless you. Stop loading yourself up with burdens and, and ask God to fix them. That's right. I, I used to do that. Burden myself with all this stuff. Say, God, you know, it wasn't being. being and this mess that you created. Yeah, mess I created, you know. Mm-hmm. And then God said, you got to let that go, you got to let that go. When I start letting those, let those things go, the doors start opening. Things start falling in place. Even the joy came back. Amen. You know what I mean? Because I, the, the burdens of the cares of this world were off of me. Hmm. You don't need the, the I-13. It, it, <laughs> the I-13, don't, it don't come with a, a paycheck. Sure. You got to give up a paycheck. That's right. So here, here when you go to First Peter's five seven seven five seven, it says, "Cast all your cares upon Him, for He cares for you." Listen to the principle. Cast all your cares on Him. If you thought, of, if you cast it on Christ, don't keep repeating it. Mm. Say, "I'm giving this to you. I'm giving this to, to you, Lord. Thank you for taking care of it." And then praise God for the victory. Don't in keep, advance. In advance. Don't keep casting on him every day, casting on him. So when are you going to thank him and praise him for the victory? you got to believe it before you receive it. Walk in it already. And, yes. Walk in it already. And here, Ephesians 6.10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Yes. Because mm-hmm. he does have power. He does have power. And that power is dunamis power. It's beyond. Look, this is this is a, a, a power that man can't understand. No, he can't. When others say no, God say yes. When they when it look like you ain't gonna succeed, you succeed when others are failing. Come on now, you know you, you walk out of it and they die in it. Oh Lord mm-hmm. Jesus. Well, That's look, power. If, if we all look at our situation and, and, and we're talking to you out there, just reflect on your life situation. You know, look at those victories that you already walked through. Look at what God has already seen you through. And regardless of how little or how big it was, those are still victories. And all you have to do, God dealt with me. Sometimes we think our situation bad, and all we have to do is look around. There's somebody's situation who's always worse than yours. So you need to be thankful that your situation is not as bad, and you're working on making it better. You're doing things to make things better in your life. Here it says in Ephesians 6.11, It says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. And when you study the the whole armor, it all relates to the word of God. You can't leave your head uncovered. You can't leave your feet uncovered. You can't leave your breasts uncovered. You can't leave your, your waist uncovered. You have to cover your whole self with the word of God. 
and then walk in the word of God. Because it says in, in uh, De- uh, Deuteronomy 26, uh, 26, it says, Blessed shall you be when you come in. Blessed he that, uh, blessed shall you be when you come in. Blessed shall you be when you go wow. out. Mm. When you come in and go out, you arm yourself with the word of God, you're, God's going to bless you coming in and going out. It, don't, it may not look like a blessing to others, but it's a blessing to you. <laughs> you be in good health. Your mind be in peace. Amen. You have peace in the mind. Praise God. You can, you can begin to forgive those that offended you, even if they offended you a minute ago. So, so Pastor Bruce, be lo- so, so, so some of the hinderers are because we base it off of what other people think. Most definitely. And, and, and that keeps us from recognizing what God has already done in our lives or even what he's doing in our lives at that present time. We're, we're worried about what, what it looks like to other people or, or what you perceive it should look like for yourself. You know, now that you said that, that's what happens when you start uh, changing your core belief, hmm. how you feel about yourself. Because some people, they're, they're, uh, they think of only thing uh, black and white. Mm-hmm. They don't go beyond that. Some people are, are over-exaggerate things. Gotcha. Some people, are, they, they have rejected, they reject all the positive, look at the negative. <laughs> you got to start changing all that, you know, mm-hmm. and then you'll start feeling good about who you are, and you'll start thinking good thoughts. Because the Bible said, think on these things that are good, lovely, a good report. And it says, if there's any virtue, that word virtue means chastity, cleanliness, whole, wholesome. It's a blessing in thinking on good things and, and uh, good things, yes. So, 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 it's, so and I know we're going to be closing soon. So it's, it's very important for us to have a mind shift and be able to, and, and we talked about this earlier, about some of those baggages that we carry from when we grew up, from past relationships, from, from uh uh, situations that's within our families, just a whole bunch of whole things bunch of that become baggage on us. But until we begin to recognize what they are, exactly. we can't deal with them. And even if we can't deal with them ourselves, because we don't recognize them, we can't even give it to God. That's right. We can't even give it to God to allow him to help us deal with those situations. Because he said, give your burdens to me and I, so I can... because. I will make it light on you, yes. you know. So, and that's, that's the important part. Here it says in Luke, exercising authority over the enemy. Luke 10, 19, it says, behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing by any means hurt you. Mm. Nothing, family. He's saying nothing. You have the power and the authority to trample over anything that the enemy try to put in front of you. But what happens is we become the enemy ourselves. Right. We hurt ourselves more than the enemy at times. We hurt ourselves. You know, that's the whole thing. Learning to recognize what's bothering you, what's hurting you. What's defeating you and change it. Mm. Make the change. You have the power to choose. You have the power to walk in the whole in the fullness of God. The ball's in your court. All you gotta do is to choose 
to run with Jesus. Amen. Amen. So we're about to close, but before we close, we do this every week. We, each one of us give a closing statement. And as we tell you all the time, the word doesn't cost a thing, but ministry do cost. And Faith Harvest, we are doing a lot, family. We are doing a lot of things here at Faith Harvest. We're in transition. God is doing great things above and beyond anything we can think or imagine. And the same thing I believe is going on in your house. So if God placed on your heart to sow a seed, you can sow a seed to 302-389-5636 and text GIVE. And give whatever God placed on your heart. And I know some of you might can't see. We're having some technical difficulties with our, um, our Wi-Fi. So our Facebook feed is not going out. But if you're hearing it, you're hearing the word, text GIVE. Place an offering or seed that God placed on your heart to sow. And we love you. We appreciate you. Pastor Bruce, you want to share a statement or yeah. a scripture? Yes, I want to. Just want to. Um, my favorite scripture. Mm-hmm. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation, Titus 2 and 11, has appeared to all men. Then that, the 12th verse said, teaching us to deny ungodly and worldly lusts that we should live soberly in this present age. I love that scripture because when I recognized the Holy Spirit was the one that was teaching me, Mm. and I was able to recognize his voice, recognize his call. Like I said uh, Sunday, how that the Holy Spirit was telling me that, do you realize all the things have to go right in order for you to breathe, to walk, to talk, to see? All the things have to go right every day, every hour, every second. And all he's asked us to do is to renew our minds. Amen. He'll do the rest. Amen. That that's such an awesome statement. And just a reminder: next week, Sunday, March thirteenth, uh, we're going to be celebrating twenty three years. Yeah, this, Sunday, this Sunday. Next week. This well, this Sunday. This Sunday, the twenty uh, the thirteenth. We're going to be celebrating 23 years, church anniversary. So we actually come be a part of what we're doing here, celebrating 23 years of, of service here in our community, doing Pastor Ray and Lady T, doing what God has called them to do, the ministry leaders. Come celebrate with us. Service starts at 1030. Um, and the word comes forth at 11 o'clock. Come be a part of that. I want to close with Philippians 313. Yes. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward, reaching forward, family, for those things which are ahead. So we got to stop. We got to put those things behind us that are behind us and move forward in what God is calling us to. Because if we stay stuck in the path, we ain't going to be able to move forward into the future. And we're moving forward. God is calling you to move forward. He got greater things in store for you and your family. There are people who God has connected you to. But if you stay stuck where you're at, you're going to miss the opportunity to be a blessing on their lives. Or them to be a blessing on yours. So we say to you, God bless you. God bless we look forward to having Pastor Bruce back again. Not too sure when. But whenever he's available, we welcome him to be here. And we welcome you to be a part of what we're doing here at Faith Harvest. Come join us to be a part of the live audience or just join us on Facebook or Faith Life. We love you. God bless and have a good night.